Welcome to the Journal Club April of CRM Journal. Uh, this is the April edition with me, Dr. Spencer King, the editor at large, and Gary Means, uh, the senior editor. And we have today with us uh, Dr. Ali Abdelraham. Uh, he's from Connecticut, and he published a very uh, important paper, which I'll share with you. Uh, about racial and ethnic disparity in the use of transcatheter aortic valve replacement in the state of Connecticut. So welcome, Ali, and please share with us uh, what was motivated to you, you to look into this question and what was the methodology. Absolutely. Thank you for having me. Thanks, everyone. Um, so first of all, this study was a part of a grant uh, uh, provided by Hartford Healthcare System to look at um, multiple uh, cardiac procedures within the Hartford Healthcare System itself uh, to evaluate for racial and ethnic disparities. Um, so it was a part of a grant to look at the population makeup of Greater Hartford and the global underutilizations. Um, because first of all, like Hartford, uh, uh, Harford City itself, like, has a lot of, um, you know, uh, uh, African Americans and uh, Puerto Rican patients, and they they pretty much uh, represent the majority of uh, the Harford City, but the component differs between um, the city, the county, and the and the state. Um, so the project was a retrospective analysis of the same data that gets submitted to TVT registry, uh, but uh, it tavers from 2012 to 2020, um, and we wanted to look at the racial and ethnic disparities and see if it uh, coincides with the same national reports uh, uh, that was reported over the last few years. We wanted to look at um, city level, uh, county level, and uh, co compared with uh, the state level uh, using what's called the CHIME data, which is uh, administrative data uh, that, that uses DRG codes to look at the discharge data. And what did you find? Absolutely. So. We looked at, thanks for asking, we looked at uh, the same uh, outcomes, uh, clinical outcomes like regarding uh, in hospital mortality, uh, uh, developing strokes, and we found that there is no difference in clinical outcomes between minorities and uh, Caucasian population, except for the length of stay, uh, which tended to be longer um, uh, in minority populations. However, just taking consideration that uh, uh, just looking at the baseline characteristics, we found that uh, in minority populations, there are more diabetics, more dialysis patients, uh, they have uh, higher baseline creatine to start with. Uh, so that could be one of the reasons. We also looked at the uh, other TAVR centers uh, across the uh, Connecticut state and we found that uh, such disparities do exist in other uh, TAVR centers. We looked at the 2018 to 2020 data to be specific uh, among other TAVR centers. Uh, we found that uh, looking at the temporal trends in TAVR utilization uh, from 2012 to 2020, even though that the volume of uh, TAVR increased uh, from 2012 to tw 2020, still the representation of African American and Hispanic population uh, was dismal, uh, as you can look at the percentages. Um, uh, we look at the socioeconomic uh, status of uh, such population and found that there's a discrepancy, you know, in income and uh, significant income, uh, discrepancy in income between minorities and um, uh, and uh, Caucasian population as well. So, with respect to the overall uh, percentage of patients in the Latino and African American population compared to the Caucasian, how is that different from the distribution of this population? in the Connecticut area? So if you look at the Connecticut level, uh, the uh, African-American represent about 20, uh, 10 to 11%, give or take, and uh, Hispanic population, uh, Latino population com compromise about, uh, constitute about 
15% uh, to 16%. Uh, if you look at more at the uh, uh, Harford City, uh, the numbers tend to be higher, uh, about um, 40 and 30% for uh, African-American and, um, uh, and the Hispanic population. Um, but if you look at the state, yeah, that, that's a representation. And if you look at the time data, for example, the utilization of TAVR was about three to 4% ac across uh, other TAVR centers, whether an African-American or Hispanic population. And uh, it's pretty much the same for us. It's even lower. Uh, if you look from 2012 to, uh, to 2020, the numbers have been dropping percentage-wise. And do you have any explanation why the numbers are dropping? Um, I mean, the number over all of the procedures have increased, but the representation hasn't been increased compared to the general uh, volume. Um, and that's why we wanted to uh, analyze this and look at uh, uh, such a disparity and see if it do exist with the, compared to the other uh, reports from before. Um, one of the things that we'll be doing moving forward is uh, distributing surveys uh, to primary care clinics, especially in the Harfer area, uh, where the majority of the referrals come and uh, uh, using these surveys, uh, we will look at uh, socioeconomic factors uh, causing this. We will look at, um, you know, any structural racism in the system. Uh, if actually uh, the primary care provider follow up on uh, electronic referrals through EPIC system, for example, to the cardiologist and so forth. So that will be the, the next step. Is there any difference in outcome between uh, the three racial population? It's mainly lens of stay. Um, you will find that uh, it was a significant difference in the lens of stay in Caucasians. Um, there was about 6.54 days and well in minorities 9.5 days. But uh, just keep in mind also that the number of minority uh, population was about 44 patients among uh, the cohort. Yeah, in table five, which is placed here, it looks like there is a huge var variability among centers. Some centers like center A yeah. doing pretty good with uh, yeah. 11.6 in 2020. But uh, if I take Center C, for example, it only raised, rose from 1.7 to 2.8%. Any reasons for that? Um, uh, I don't have any uh, specific explanation about that, but I know that uh, across the state, if you look at the overall numbers, still it's uh, still under less compared to the uh, you know overall uh, demographics of the state. Uh, but yeah, I, 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 I can see the difference in centering in other centers, absolutely, yeah. And in your opinion, what is the main reason that you see that disparity? Why we see less Africans, yeah. Americans, and Latino or Hispanic population uh, undergoing TAVR? I mean, uh, looking at the literature and reviewing previous data and looking uh, you know, at our own data as well, uh, there are multiple uh, possibilities that have been suggested in the past and some data suggest, uh, support it, some data do not support it. First of all, they said that the prevalence of TAVR, you know, uh, uh, prevalence of aortic stenosis was less in African-American population. However, there's a study uh, uh, showing that actually it's as prevalent as in Caucasians. Uh, there was another reason um, suggested that um, that uh, the Clinical outcomes, um, you know, in uh, minorities are uh, are worse than uh, Caucasians. But however, but in our, even our own data suggests that the outcomes are uh, are as comparable, and they, that shouldn't be discouraging patients proceeding um, uh, proceeding with TAVRs. One of the other reasons, lack of referral. Simply, it's just a lack of referral. And if you look at previous data, even uh, evaluating patients for SAVR. Uh, 
minorities like African American and Latinos were still uh, underrepresented in the Sever uh, population. So looking at the, the disparities, we look at two issues here. First is the lack of access. And the second one is making ensuring that uh, we equalize the outcomes um, among uh, Caucasian population and minorities. Spencer? Yeah, uh, Ali, uh, thanks for this paper. Uh, congratulations uh, on doing this. It, uh, it raises some questions uh, it, uh, that I'm interested in. One is, uh, we know that the, the number uh, that you're doing is very small, but uh, I don't have from the paper uh, what's happened to the rest of the people. Uh, for instance, uh, how much surgery is going on? Uh, how much uh, uh, open surgery is going on for aortic stenosis in your institution and what's the breakdown there? Yeah, I uh, unfortunately I don't have access to that, that data right now, but uh, at our institution, I can still say that uh, patients are still getting severs. Uh, I don't have the exact numbers to be honest, no. Yeah, well, it, it would be, be kind of interesting to see that, particularly uh, if you get into the... Uh, to the payment and reimbursement uh, to the payment uh, for these things. Uh, I noticed that the uh, African-American group had uh, more self-pay. Self-pay yes. for a TAVI is, is a heavy, heavy load. Uh, maybe even insurance for TAVI is a heavy load. I don't know this. I, this would be an interesting thing to look into mm -hmm. uh, when we start thinking about uh, the reasons. And uh, whereas you're talking about a health system, uh, it would be interesting to look at uh, at the whole state. Uh, I, I will say that uh, I, I'm involved in your neighbor's state, New York, uh, where we uh, have some data regarding um, uh, Taver uh, and Saver in terms of. Uh, but we have I have it. Uh, I don't have that data regarding uh, the racial uh, distribution or the the uh, ethnic distribution. But I think this is going to be important to know whether uh, TAVR is just being underutilized or any approach is being underutilized. So we can get at the uh, uh, whether these are, are patients just being, uh, as you said, not referred or there's some uh, roadblock in the referral pattern, such as, uh, as, as the finances. Uh, so those will be interesting questions to look into. Definitely look at that, yeah. Gary? Yeah, I was intrigued by one sentence where you described the um, ethnic distribution of the referral population. And you said that 6.3% uh, were African-American and 8.3% were Latino, even though the population um, that that you serve had a much larger percentage of minorities. So that seems to suggest that the referral, there's a, a referral issue that the minority patients are not getting even into the system. So the question is whether they aren't getting care at all or they are getting care elsewhere um, by individuals who are not educated about the benefits of TAVR. And that's the one thing that sort of struck me. Uh, I, I 
totally agree with you. I think uh, a big part of it is lack of referral. Like, uh, you know, uh, Hartford area is underserved area. We have a lot of community health centers that kind of um, follow up on uh, patients who do not have insurance. However, um, they should be able to refer uh, patients to Hartford Health Care, you know, uh, to get evaluated for a tavern. But I think one of the things is about education uh, to uh, patients, families, uh, primary care providers, about the importance of referring them. And, you know, if they don't have severe AS yet, uh, uh, they should be getting like, you know, interval echoes uh, over time to kind of evaluate for the progression of the aortic stenosis. I think that's one of the uh, uh, quality metrics that will, that will be worked on and moving forward to improve, uh, you know, the access. Yeah, the other common thing that I would bring in, which has nothing to do with this paper, I live in Washington, D.C., which has a large minority population. And the minority groups lagged far behind in getting vaccinated against the pandemic because they simply did not trust um, the healthcare system. And that might be feeding into it as well. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, that's one of the um, looking at the the, uh, the data and reports from before. Like, for example, like patients, African American patients, how um, you know uh, the previous studies with syphilis in the past, how that's affecting their perception of healthcare and how uh, that kind of affects their uh, lack of trust and, uh, and and the healthcare system. So there's a lot to do uh, to build such a relationship and uh, and trust relate uh, between uh, providers and patients. And that's one of the things that hopefully the surveys will help to achieve. Yeah, as you as you do that, and I think we should get into these questions. Gary is uh, asking these kind of uh, social and and attitudinal questions, but there's some other things you've got to a- answer. I think uh, we've gone in New York trying to get away from uh, procedure related uh, outcomes and look more at uh, disease related outcomes. Mm-hmm. So it's it's going to be important at some point to see a population, the whole state population would be interesting in Connecticut to look at uh, the incidence of aortic stenosis. And one of the, one of the questions uh, comes to me is what is the age uh, range of the African-American population compared to the others? I mean, aortic stenosis is a disease of people uh, over 65. And so um, we, need, we need to know, you know, you, you need to know uh, what that population is compared to the other uh, in terms of uh, I, I saw the population for the ones you treated yeah but the, that doesn't tell me how many people uh, have uh, are, are of that age group in the whole uh, african-american population or the hispanic population in in uh, your in your drainage area or, or in the whole state of connecticut so i think these are important uh, uh, things to think about as we get at it and 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 try to dissect out these things that Gary's asking, which I think are uh, critically important. Uh, if if the uh, you know if number one the people need uh, need aortic uh, work for aortic stenosis, do they have aortic stenosis? Number one. Uh, number two, do they need it treated? Number three, uh, are they getting it treated? And and if they're getting it treated, are they getting how many getting it treated by surgical approach versus uh, Tavi, and what is the reason that that breakdown occurs? Uh, so, I think before we jump to totally to the idea that uh, they don't trust us, uh, they are uh, somehow uh, 
uh, have a, a cultural aversion to Tavi or something, or the physicians simply don't uh, want to treat them. I mean, I, all these kind of things are possible, I guess. But first of all, we need to know more detail about the population and, and the prevalence and, and where they go. You know, one of the things that we have been uh, <clears throat> uh, dealing for many, many years is the disparities in enrolling African-Americans and Latino into clinical trials. And that's probably also happened in the Tavra population. It happens in the, almost in any trial. I mean, the participation of African-Americans in trial. And again, no one really dive into the whole um, obstacles or barriers for patients uh, from different race that why they are not participating in trial. They're all kind of an assumption, but it was never studied uh, thoroughly. But here, these are actually not patients in studies. These are patients in the clinical practice. Yeah. So the idea that you're trying to do any experimental work is probably less uh, weight, uh, less, def less have a weight compared to if someone is in a trial. This is basically clinical practice. I found a few other things which were interesting here that, okay, the average salary is less. I'm not surprised. I mean. Uh, Connecticut overall, you have a lot of rich people, and probably most of them are Caucasian. So the, the only difference was $20,000, that's not bad. But what was interesting that self-pay was about 6.8% in the African-Americans versus zero in the Latino and only very few percentage in the Caucasian. So that's also tell you that there is something on insurance because there's always a copay. Yeah. I think that that could be an issue if individuals, even if they have it, they cannot pay for the treatment. And then the last thing uh, that I would raise is, uh, as you showed, there was differences in baseline characteristics. And we know that even for PCI, most African-American coming late into the game when they already acquired a lot of the diseases that make them not a good candidates for the procedure. So um, I'm going back to, you said length of stay, but in terms of mortality and other uh, stroke, other like hard endpoints, you didn't find any differences among the different races compared to the Caucasian. Yeah, and that's consistent with previous reports, like uh, looking at um, uh, like uh, the study by Dr. Alcooli back in 2016, I believe, using the uh, the whole uh, TVT registry and looking at other studies. Um, I think that's kind of consistent with the length of stay because of the comorbidities. Usually, their length of stay tends to be longer just because of uh, how you know other comorbidities they have more more burden. Uh, but uh, usually, the outcoms are uh, consistent, like uh, com comparable between both, and it's not poor. And that's kind of like, it kind of goes against uh, that. Uh, uh, my users have worse outcomes, and that should be a reason discouraging them not to proceed with any kind of procedures, which is not true, at least in our study and other previous reports. As you dig further into this, I think it would also be interesting to see what the spectrum of the uh, TAVI procedures are, who the people are. Are they, are they the high risk, uh, you know, where? Mm surgically in uh, of your 1400 however many very large number of tabs how many of them fit that high risk uh, group uh, mm -hmm. non-operable or the intermediate risk or or now as we're getting more aggressive uh, you know looking at uh, asympt almost asymptomatic uh, aortic stenosis uh, it'd be interesting to see what that break breakdown is as you try to see are are you know some right now I'm interested are the 
Yeah. Are the disadvantaged minority patients uh, uh, being denied TAVI because they are in the super high risk group? And, you know, formally, you, 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 they were even not operable, or, or are they, or, or are there a lot of younger patients with uh, aortic stenosis with a area of 0.9 or something who are still being teased along and, and yet uh, some other kind of other patients, other, other ethnic groups are, are being encouraged to move on and, and have, have the TAVI done. So these are just questions. I have no earthly answer for you, but I think these are things that'd be interesting for you to, to try to uh, tease out. of the. Uh, absolutely. That, that's a great idea. I mean, our data started uh, from 2012 to 2020. So I'm, I'm, uh, with, over the years, the indications for TAVR um, have changed. But uh, just looking um, uh, at our, uh, you know, small minority data, um, there are some patients, um, and it's in the results section, that came with heart failure symptoms. So like Dr. Waxman was saying, that usually minority come late when the disease have progressed significantly. Um, so I, I would be interested in looking at the data, but I, I would like if you're asking me, I, I would think that the minorities are coming with severe symptoms and um, less likely, you know, they, they're not coming with, uh, you know, mild or moderate disease. And um, however, if you think about it, like if we're going to work on improving access, they should be picked up early on, just like other uh, Caucasian patients when uh, they don't have as severe disease as they present with. So that's one thing to work on. Yeah. It brings me to the thought, which is a sad thought that. As we know, if you not treat aortic stenosis, unlike mitral, you die. Yeah. And you have a lot of death. So it's possible that one of the reasons that we don't see many of those patients because they just go in the natural history without treatment and they just die. And it mm -hmm. could be that uh, for that, you have to go to the census, what did they die of? But it would be interesting to see if you have more death from aortic stenosis in the African-American population or the Latino compared to the Caucasian because if you see more death uh, without treatment, that can explain why you see less patients are treating, why they're dying before they get to the table. So I'm coming to the final question, and uh, we know that this is a problem nationwide. It's not just Connecticut, it's almost every state, and it's been discussed before. Uh, what is your thinking, or what can be done to mitigate this uh, disparity when it comes to African Americans and the Hispanic population. So I'll start with you, Gary. Well, I mean, I come back to my reading of the data that they simply aren't either not getting into a healthcare system or they're not being diagnosed. Um, they have the same um, prevalence pretty much the same natural history. You alluded to it, Ron, that they may die before they are plugged into the system, but if they don't get into the system, and if the person who first sees them doesn't recognize that they may have aortic stenosis, then they go to a pathway of medical therapy without being considered um, for a TAVR or even a surgical procedure. So I think it has to start with grassroots education um, of the people, of the primary care physicians who see these individuals. Spencer? Yeah, I think it needs to begin everywhere. You know, we're speculating a lot, but, and, and we're bringing our own, uh, our own biases into the story. A good place, another place to start might be to ask the African-Americans themselves what, what, 
what uh, is uh, what they think, what they think about this. Uh, but this, there's a lot of data to be, to be gathered. That you, it's it's a shocking number. I mean, the 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 low percentage is shocking, and you say there must be something wrong here. Either either we're putting valves in way too many uh, Caucasian people, or we're or we're, we're withholding it for other people. Now I think the second is probably correct. But why that is happening? First of all, you need to know what the what the real disparity is. So you need to know what the uh, uh, incidence of, of the disease is uh, in the population you're dealing with. And then uh, find out uh, how many are having it treated surgically. And then uh, if we get down to that and we still find that there's just people aren't being treated, I think, uh, Gary, you're right. We need to, the, the, this needs to be a major a push to, uh, uh, point out, but uh, I mean, I assume that the vast majority of these physicians are this, in their practice probably are seeing uh, African-American patients and Hispanic patients and Caucasian patients and everything. Um, so uh, uh, I, I find it uh, that uh, there's something, something prevents you from identifying aortic stenosis in African-American patients seems uh, kind of uh, strange to me that that would be a that that would be an issue. Uh, so it's a it's a it's a tough question, but your your pa your paper points out the uh, uh, the magnitude of of, of the uh, issue, and and I think it uh, I congratulate you on working on it, and I think uh, other folks ought to work on it too, and maybe I will uh, look into this in New York as well. But if I can jump in, Spencer, we know that the African American and Latino populations are undertreated when it comes to everything. Yeah. Um, you know, it's coronary disease, it's hypertension, it's diabetes, it's chronic renal insufficiency. So um, I think that's it's kind of a, a pan medical issue. Yeah, yeah, it is. But I mean, th th this one is so out of whack. I mean, you got what what you have 20, 25, 28% uh, uh, a population and three percent uh, getting getting this procedure. So this one this one seems even out of whack with the coronary uh, disparity. Yeah, what I would suggest is that um, you know the providers of the devices. There are mainly two companies, Edwards and Medtronic. They used to look on patients potentially that are not being treated. Uh, they went to the nursing home and the undiagnosed. But I think if they will do a campaign, screening campaign within the African-American and the Latino population, uh, we probably will be able to find a lot of those and also to increase the awareness of the disease. Uh, but that's someone who has the big pockets. Uh, it could be American Heart, it could be a college, uh, but someone has to take this into a screening uh, across the entire population to nail it once and for all because if we're just going to talk about it and we'll say okay education what you're going to go to the church you're going to do you have to be a massive screening to identify those patients and that will bring all the awareness um that so these are my thoughts and i'll give you ali the last word uh because uh, this is the paper that you authored with your other co-authors yeah i mean uh Ian, thanks for having me i've uh i mean uh, 
just looking at it like it's 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 sad that um, such minorities don't have do not have access to such procedures and i think moving forward within the healthcare system um we will work on that same two things that everyone you know has suggested in the past first of all access referrals um education and tracking uh, referrals in the uh, healthcare system making uh, sure that there's a quality metrics for primary care providers that they make referrals and follow up on patients getting referred to cardiologists or cardiothoracic surgeons for evaluation um, the second thing is making sure that uh, we equalize the out outcomes and uh, when patients undergo TAVR um, which um, one one thing that we did uh, there is a paper in, so, uh, in review right now looking at isolated outcomes, um, uh, looking at outcomes for isolated patients with cabbage, and we utilized uh, what's called ERAS, enhanced recovery after surgery, um, to uh, equalize the outcomes between uh, minorities and, uh, and Caucasian patients, and the results are promising. So hopefully that's one of the tools that we can be using uh, moving forward um, on the outcomes perspective. Yeah. Well, thank you, Dr. Abdurrahman, uh, Dr. Dr. King, Dr. Means. Um, it's been a pleasure to be with you for the past 25 minutes discussing the CRM Journal Club for the month of April. Thank you and have a good day.